Welcome to a Stonewall's Perspective Podcast. We're on a mission to see lives changed by the gospel, one life at a time. Hey everyone, welcome to a Stonewall's Perspective Podcast. Today is probably the biggest podcast that we've had to date. And the reason why is because we have a very special guest on here today. He is an author and he's the founder of Dare to Share Ministries. He has spoken at Winter Jam a few times. Please welcome Greg Steer. Today, we're going to be talking about sharing the gospel with teenagers in today's world. Please enjoy today's podcast. Hey, Greg. Hello. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. Uh, So before we kind of get into the podcast today, kind of tell everyone like what your story is, um, what what your background is, what you're doing with Dare to Share Ministries. Okay. Do you want me to go ahead and start? Yep. All right. Um, Yeah. My story is my family was uh, just kind of a inner city, very violent, angry family. I never knew my biological father. Um, a lot of violence that took place. The Denver Mafia knew my uncles as the crazy brothers. And my mom was extremely violent. Just kind of this street fighting, street thug kind of family. And a preacher from the suburbs reached out to the city and basically just reached my whole family for Christ. Trained us all how to share our faith. I was a teenager when I started going to his youth group, got equipped to share my faith and got a vision for training teens because uh, they come to Christ faster than adults. So um, just began doing that uh, just kind of unofficially. And then uh, years later started uh, Dare to Share. And that's what we've been doing for the last 29 years, training, equipping teenagers how to share the gospel. Dude, that's so awesome. I love I love that about your your story that you just started sharing the gospel with people. Um, and that's what I want my life to look like. I just want to share the gospel with, with as many people uh, as possible. Uh, so that's what we are going to be talking about today, uh, sharing the gospel with teenagers. Um, so starting off, what is the gospel? Um, and the gospel is the good news of Jesus Christ that he came uh in flesh to die for our sins so that we can live. So Greg, why should we share the gospel? Yeah. I mean, we should share the gospel because I mean, it's, it literally means good news, like you said. And if, you know, if you've discovered the cure to the coronavirus, somehow doing your chemistry homework, you would tell everybody who had the coronavirus and everybody who didn't, you know, that you had the cure, you would, travel around the world declaring the good news that you found the cure to the coronavirus. Well, we have, we have the cure to something infinitely worse than the coronavirus and our friends and family members and neighbors that don't know Christ are headed somewhere infinitely worse than death. So uh, exactly. we need to share the cure. Mm-hmm. Right. Second, second Corinthians five verse 20 says, now then we are ambassadors for Christ as through, as though God, we're pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. So the Apostle Paul says that we are literally ambassadors for Christ. We need to go out and and share the gospel because that's what we're called to do. 
uh, on Christ's behalf. Yeah, I yeah, Amen. I mean, we <clears throat> we're repping repping the King, and uh, we're we're literally His, you know, mouthpiece to a lost mm-hmm. world. We're His megaphone, and we need to be declaring that message with our life and with our lips. You know, at Dare to Share, <clears throat> we use a gospel kind of acrostic to explain the message, G-O-S-P-E-L. God created us to be with him. The O is our sin separates us from God. S is sins cannot be removed by good deeds. P is paying the price for sin. Jesus died and rose again. E is everyone who trusts in him alone has eternal life. And L is life with Jesus starts now and lasts forever. And so we have teenagers that memorize that because a lot of times, you know, it's like picking up a guitar. You don't just pick up a guitar and start playing, you know, like Eddie Van Halen. I'm sorry, I'm from the 80s. Um, and, you know, you take you have to learn the chords. Uh, in the same way, you know, you have to learn the, the, the core messages of the gospel. And then you put it together and kind of make it your own. So just encourage your listeners to, you know, make sure they know the gospel. They can use that acrostic as a simple way to just kind of get those chords down. And then, you know, then you make it your own as you go. Mm-hmm. That, that's so true. And that kind of goes into the, the next point that I want to talk about. How can we share the gospel? I mean, I'm a teenager and I've been sharing the gospel for about a year, maybe. Um, and some ways that I've found to share the gospel are like the gospel bridge, um, the circles method. I don't know if you know about that, but it's it's hard to explain. There's a whole bunch of methods to use the gospel, and then there's also yours. And I love um, every single one of them. What, what, um, what kind of got you to the point where you made that acrostic, and and how did you go about doing that? Well, I, it's a good question. I I actually don't look at that acrostic as a as a method. Mm-hmm. It's really more the message. So I think it's really important to get the message down uh, before you work on a method, and so. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you have that gospel message down, um, then almost any method will work, uh, right. you can use with this, what do you call gospel fluency? You want to be fluent in the gospel. Now we do have a method, uh, it's called life in six words. So we developed an app that basically you just ask somebody, if you were to describe your life in six words, what would they be? They choose six words out of 14 that would describe their life. And I've used this hundreds of times. I've never been turned down. Everybody engages with it. Um, and then you ask them, why'd you choose those words? And they, it's funny to me. Complete strangers would just open up and share their lives. I've had people start crying as they explain why they chose those words. Wow. And then you say, can I share with you my six words after you've listened to them? And then your six words are pre-programmed into the app. And then after you kind of share your story, which you tie in obviously how God's impacted your life. You say, can I share with you the Bible six words? And then you take them through the gospel acrostic. But the first word of each of those sentences is God, our sins, paying everyone life. So you just use that and you slide kind of swipe as you go. And now because of the pandemic, we created a audio story version where you can record um, on each of those slides an intro slide, then go through the gospel, a conclusion slide, and send it uh, to a friend via text, email, or direct message. It basically just says, I want to share with you six words that changed my life. And they push play. They hear your voice explaining the gospel on each of those slides. So it's a pandemic-proof way. So 
we wanted to remove any excuses because kids are like, oh, social distancing and gospel witnessing don't go together. Two things. One, you can share Christ from six feet away. I've done it. Two is uh, you can share Christ through a face mask. I've done that. <laughs> and three, you can use the audio story version on the Life in Six Words app. And I've done that. And uh, so I encourage everybody listening. It's a free app, free on Google Play, free on um, the App Store. Just Life in Six Words, the nu- numeric six. Life in Six Words. And then if they want more information, then go to li6w.com which has got more information about the app, li6w.com. Yeah, I love that. You, you can't quarantine the gospel. I saw that on your page, actually. Yeah. Um, that, that's just so cool. Uh, the, the next point that I want to talk about is being prepared to share the gospel. And in 1 Peter uh, 3, verse 15, it says, But set apart the Messiah as Lord in your hearts and always be ready to give a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. What does that mean to you, Greg? Uh, well, here's the deal. I think that that passage oftentimes is ripped out of context and used immediately about apologetics. Mm-hmm. Really, it's not about apologetics there. Even though apologetics tie in, the whole context of First Peter is suffering. And it's mm-hmm. the context is how Christians endure under suffering with joy. And when people ask you, what do, why do you have so much what is the reason for the hope that you have? The idea is not give them an apologetic answer. The idea is give them Jesus Christ. Jesus exactly. is the reason that we have hope. So apply that to the coronavirus situation. You know, I mean, a lot of people that don't know Christ are freaking out. And most of the Christians I know, you know, are not freaking out because we have a hope in us. And that hope is Jesus. Exactly. But at the same time, we do, need to, we do need to be ready, you know, with apologetics. What I encourage people to do is we use three words to train students to begin gospel conversations. Ask, admire, admit. So ask, find out about who they are, get to know them, find out how you can pray for them, find out what they believe, then admire what you can about what they believe. If I meet a Mormon, I mean, generally speaking, they have a focus on the family and um, they're missional and they usually have good cardio because they ride a lot of bikes. I'm just joking. Um, so I try to find something I agree with, admire. Um, and then I admit the reason I'm a Christian is I'm so messed up. I needed Jesus to save me. Now, after you kind of do that, people's, you know, the wall's going to come down a little bit. You're actually having a conversation then it's easier to bring, bring up apologetics and talk to them about maybe areas of differences or what the Bible says, because now you're not playing tic-tac-toe. You're not just in an argument, right? You play tic-tac-toe past the age of five, it ends up in a draw every time. Well, we don't want to end up in a draw. We want to actually win people to Christ. And when you win people to Christ, those walls need to come down so that you can have. So ask, admire, admit is a way to put people at ease and really have a, a genuine conversation. And then you can talk about apologetics and, and all that fun stuff. I believe in apologetics. I just don't think we should lead with it. Exactly. Yeah, that, that's, that's true. Um, and in sharing the gospel, there are, there are different scenarios that we kind of um, go through with, with people that we're sharing the gospel with. And some of those things are addicts, atheists, and other religions. 
what do you, how do you go about someone who is addicted or who's an atheist or, or is someone of another religion? Cause <clears throat> I have talked to people um, in my life. I've shared the gospel with people in my life and they, and they were addicts and, and atheists and they, uh, they're hard to get to. What, what do you do about that? Well, number one, you know, I'm just, I try to constantly just pray, God, just open up, open up their heart. Give me the right words to say. And then, um, you know, I like to ask a lot of questions too. Like, you know, uh, if I'm talking to an atheist, I'm, I want to find out why they don't believe in God. Sometimes it's, they've been wounded by somebody in the church. Uh, sometimes it's, you know, a science, um, some scientific reason that they've embraced atheism. So you kind of know why they're, they're there. You can kind of deal with those objections. Um, but I always give the gospel, even if they say, well, I don't believe in God. I was like, well, let me explain to you what the gospel is. Because if somebody, you know, doesn't believe that um, I, you know, I have a sword and I have a sword and they're like, well, that's not a sword. Well, you know, if you're in a war situation and you're hacking on somebody with a sword and they're like, well, that's not a sword. It doesn't change the fact that you have a sword. Well, it's probably too violent of an illustration, but the idea is that's Hebrews right. 4, 12 and 13 talks about the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. So even if somebody doesn't believe the word of God is the word of God, it still is sharper than any two-edged sword. So what I find is when you declare the gospel of Christ and you, you know, um, share the word of God, it has an impact. And sometimes people react viscerally against it. Uh, but Romans 1 says that that those who rejected God suppress the truth by their ungodliness. So it's almost like there's a, you know, this knowledge of God is in this, in this big, you know, suitcase that they're sitting on and it's trying to get out, but they, they won't let it out. Right. And they have mm -hmm. to, you know, almost viscerally keep it down. Well, that's when you start lovingly declaring the message of the gospel and quoting the word of God, it's got an impact. I think at the same time, we try to deal with legitimate objections and that we're loving and kind as possible. Now, there's been times where I've gotten in the flesh because I got ticked, you know. So when somebody yeah. said, but I have to con continue to say, God, fill me with your Holy Spirit because uh, we, exactly. want, we want his love to flow through us. But we also want to speak the truth. So it's just finding that balance. It takes time and, and a mm -hmm. lot of, you know, effort. Yeah. That's that's true, and and so part of sharing the gospel with with people, there there's going to be questions that they ask that we won't know the answer to, and they they if we don't know the answer to them, they're like, oh, you don't know this, you Christian, how do you not know this answer? What how do you go about someone who says that like? who says something along those lines when you don't know the answer to a question that they have. Well, I'm, I'm going to get to that, but we use a thing <clears throat> called the four, one defensive formation for defending your faith. So four questions. What do you mean by that? So when you ask somebody, you know, mm -hmm. talking to somebody, they start throwing out these terms. Okay. What do you mean by, by that? Secondly, is how, how do you know that to be true? And obviously you want to say that in a loving way, but you know, what's, what's your evidence to that? Um, third is what difference has it made in your life? You know, uh, and the fourth is, you know, have you ever considered the possibility that you could be wrong? I like those four questions because they kind of open up, you know, uh, more conversation. 
Then the one for one, the one is one statement, four questions, one statement. They ask you a question you don't have the answer to. Just say, I don't know, um, but let's find out. And then you just kind of say, let's, let's meet again. Let me, you know, let me, uh, let me go study that. Let me talk to my youth pastor, my parents, my pastor, whatever, and continue the conversation on, you know, um, so you don't want it just to be one and done. I mean, you want to continue the conversation mm-hmm. on. Yeah, have a relationship yeah. with them so you can be able to share the gospel. That's right. You, 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 the, can, you know, share Christ with somebody um, on the street. You make a convert on the street, right? But it's really hard to make a disciple mm-hmm. outside the context of a relationship. And, mm-hmm. you know, when you, when you say, can we keep talking about this? You're actually saying, hey, I'd like to extend this, you know this relationship here. I want to, I want to, you know, build a conversation as opposed to just win an argument, right. you know? Yep. And then, then one of the last points that I have for, for today's episode is sharing with love. And what I mean by that is sharing the gospel uh, with the love of Christ. And I, uh, I've heard this a lot of times from friends of mine who are atheists and everything. Um, and just people who aren't Christians in general, that Christians are the most hateful people that you can come across and that we're all hypocrites because we don't have love and whatever. And that's sadly the truth for some, for a lot of Christians. And I just want to encourage everyone with first Corinthians, what it says in first Corinthians 13, love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. It's not puffed up does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not uh, rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. But whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part, but when we, when that which is perfect has come then that which is in part will be done away when i was a child i spoke as a child i understand as a child i thought as a child but when i became a man i put away these childish things see when we share the gospel we have to do it with love so it's not a turn off to the gospel that's exactly right um and you know one of the things that we do at dare to share is we really train you know like i said in that ask admire admit because it's really a loving way to engage people. It's about having a conversation and not just making a presentation, not just getting a notch on your belt, you know, but, you know, we do a full week training uh, in the summer called lead the cause virtual. And uh, it's, it's a way that you can train, you know, a group of teenagers can get together and get trained in their own city. A youth group can get together. Uh, It's the last week of July, but if people want, and, and they'll learn, um, how to speak the truth in love over the course of a week. So just encourage teenagers to check out Lead the Cause. We call it the Great Commission the Cause because Great Commission just sounds like a bunch of money somebody made on a real real estate deal. <laughs> so we call it the cause and we train teens to lead the cause and it's leadthecause.org. If uh, you know any teenagers listening want to check it out and be a part of it this summer, get a group of friends and get trained, equipped, and mobilized to share your faith. That's awesome. I love that. Dude, I love your ministry. I love everything that you are doing. 
uh, in it, sharing the gospel with as many teens as you possibly can, speaking at Winter Jam a handful of times. Um, I'm glad to have you on today's episode, um, and I hope to do it again with you someday soon. That'd be great. Yeah, and stay tuned. Uh, my Instagram uh, is at Greg Steer, S-T-I-E-R. So I, I, I do a lot of posts about sharing the gospel to continue to encourage teenagers and, and youth leaders to share Christ. I'm proud of you for doing this podcast, by the way. Good job. Thank you so All much. Right, brother. Bye. All right. Bye. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. It has everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. First of all, Anchor has the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor it's totally free. So if you are looking to record a podcast, go to the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope you enjoyed. You can also check us out at Stonewall's Perspective on Facebook and Instagram to keep up with the latest news. Stay anchored.